warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. The one, the only, Jonathan Salmon Blevins. John, how are you today, sir? Salmon or Salmon? Salmon. It's like the fish, but you pronounce it the way that the fish should be pronounced. No, Salmon. And I'm doing great. How are you doing, brother? Your your middle name is Salmon. Did you just reveal that you're the Brother Teresa guy? How are we doing, brother? <laughs> I, I did not do it, brother. It's weird. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, there's this thing called Twitter. And on Twitter, people are weird. And there's one account that has come up that is, it's Mother Teresa, but it's Brother Teresa, and it's like Hulk Hogan's face <laughs> with, like, Mother Teresa's hair. I don't even know how to explain it. It's Taylor. It's not me. I've been accused of this uh, multiple times. You were one of the people that accused me. Uh, Father Anthony was one of the people that accused me. I reaccused him. Like, it was like this, like, like he sued and I countersued, you know? Um, I'm still convinced it's one of the Sharapa boys. But was it you or Father Anthony that said, like, the joke, like, you thought it was me because the account wasn't as funny as it could be? Was that you or Father Anthony? <laughs> no, that was Father. When I asked Father Anthony if it was him, he was like, no, if it was me, it'd be so funny. Yeah, he told me the same thing later. I don't know. I, I, can we just I, talk about one thing real quick? I don't know how to feel about this. It's like, can I, am I, should I be offended that people think it's me and then re-offended that people don't think I'm funny? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, you should be double offended. I would be. I would be too. And no one has accused me yet, except for you just now. But the listen, brother, brother Teresa won't be won't be peak brother Teresa until he just tweets one word, all caps, brosery. And if that is tweeted within the next week, we have confirmed <laughs> that, that it's you. That it's Jonathan Blevins. No, it's not. <laughs> oh man! And uh, we'll also need to get confirmation that your middle name is Salmon. So uh, all of this, we are two minutes and 20 seconds in, and what I was supposed to do to start today's show was to congratulate you because you are now the father of a, another small human child, and this mm. one is your first girl. Congratulations, buddy. I'm so happy for you. Yo, thanks, man. It's been a lot of fun. She's three weeks old today. It's funny you say that. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, you live a busy life. Like you're like this popular streamer and people want you to talk about stuff and you've got this new job and you've got these kids and you like travel, but it's quiet because you don't want people to know that people like you. It's really strange. And you yet like there have been times where like we had to reschedule or you couldn't come on the time that we, I wanted you to come on because you're busy with life. And then you have yeah. a, a human child and I bring it up. I'm like, Dude, I understand. Like, if you can't do it this month, like, I'll find, I'll find a, a, a guest co-host. It'll be fine. You're like, nope, perfectly fine. Let's do it the exact day and time that you want to do it. I'm like, what? Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm on paternity leave for three months. Chicago Diocese is pro-life, baby. So I'm in heaven. Okay. Okay. We got to talk about this 
Because sure, the Chicago Diocese can be pro-life, but I don't want to stay home for three months. So, Oh, dude, I want to stay home for three years. <laughs> we are so very different. I have to work to feel good about myself because okay. that's uh, a brokenness in my heart that I have. Sure, sure. So how? How can I be more like you? Well, bro, okay. Honestly, though, I, I have some speaking stuff and I stream more than I was before. And that feels that doesn't not that it feels like work because I love it, but it does feel like I'm I still get to do my own thing a little. Right. I'm helping a ton. I love being home and spending more time with my kids and Jody like crazy. It's awesome. But uh, I still get to stream and, and go to and speak at other places. So it's it's really it's really kind of perfect, dude. <laughs> oh, man. OK. Now I'm jealous. So I'm not that holy. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Every day I'm like, Jody, it's nap time. Can I stream? And she's like, eh, okay, fine. And then at night, it's just like, we should go to bed and get a good night's sleep. It's nine o'clock. And I'm like, or I could just go stream. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not like this awesome holy guy. I was jealous because you were better than me. And now I realize that I'm jealous because you have it better than me. So. Right. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. We are the same. And you just won the lottery. That right there should be the tweet that promotes this podcast. That's golden. <laughs> Uh, but will Brother Teresa slash you retweet it? Only if we pray the rosary, brother. Uh, it's definitely not <laughs> you. That's stupid. Um, oh. So, okay. Like, it has to be a person that we know, though. Because, like, this person... Does it? Like, likes a lot of my tweets and, like, retweeted but, the show. Which, also, by the way, it. is what brought the accusations that it was me. Because, yeah. like, only self-promotion is the reason that people thought it was me. I don't even like WWE, and people still accuse me because I self-promote, and I'm, yeah. I, I'm very sad. <laughs> yeah. I, here's the thing. When I asked Father Anthony about it, and we, and, and the group pre-CM thing that I'm in, which is just the, the pre-CM owner life, it's not this big thing you're missing out on. Um, it, like, he was like, dude, I think it's just some random person who has not a ton of followers on their other account. He's like, every time a big account on Catholic Twitter blows up, it's somebody who's really small. Uh, who I don't know. And so that's kind of, I'm like, okay, probably. Uh, we will find who this is. I, I ultimately found out who sent me the cookie cake. It took me six months. to Six months? It was a six months. It took me six months. Uh, maybe five. So, yeah, it took me a very long time, and I asked everyone, and everyone played along with this jerk slash generous person that bought me something for free and mailed it here and <laughs> got my wife in on it. But everyone lied to me, and I finally found out who it was. So I ask me again in like five months, and I will say, yes, John, I knew all along that you were Brother Teresa. <laughs> okay, can we can we make a podcast pact right now? Let's do it. If I don't know what a podcast out, pact is, <laughs> I'm making it up as we speak. If I, if either of us find out in the next month who this is, we text each other first. Are you going to text me that it's you like right as we finish? No, I'm just no, I'm, it's not me, dude. I hate wrestling. It's fake and stupid. Amen. Take that, Father Anthony slash Brother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to your news. You have a baby girl. <laughs> this I is do. not she's, how this segment was supposed to go at all. <laughs> she is adorable. She's a lot of fun. She's been an easy baby. That's good. Uh, is, is she an easy baby because you haven't had to do much because your wife is doing it all? That's how I had easy children. Kind of, but not really. It's It's been different. It's been different. I can get into it if you want. I do. I do want. So our first born, Caleb, was great. Pretty easy baby as well, but not not every baby. Like the first baby is never easy, easy, right? Because you're always like, "Wow, it's three a.m. and I'm awake and I don't want to be." Um, but we had a we had a struggle. We had a C-section with him. He stopped breathing when when Jody was trying to push. And then um, Zachary was born 16 months later, and he was in the NICU for a week. 
and she had to have two C-sections. So that was another whole thing. And she lost a ton of blood the first time with Caleb and almost passed and like almost, uh, you know, got super sick and almost passed. And then, so this is our third, right? And we're like, oh, we're super nervous. She's way more nervous than I am because I try not to think about things and numb it with white claws. And <laughs> kidding. What's um, funny but- is like you paused. So it sounded like it was going to be like a really bad answer. It's like yeah. I, I shut it out with one bottle of tequila a day. <laughs> and instead you're like, nope, I just drink the girl drinks that my wife can't drink okay, because she's okay, pregnant. Okay. Yep, exactly. That's what's in the fridge. And, uh, and bro, it was so healing. It was insane. We go to the hospital. It was annoying. We had like not our, our surgery or C-section was scheduled at 9 a.m. It didn't happen until like 6 or 7 p.m., um, which was annoying. But besides that, that's it. Like sh- like C-section was happening. Jody was super healthy. Baby was amazing. I held Kiara. Her, her name is Kiara Marie Blevins. I'm holding her. Jody gets skin, skin to skin time. We're in this waiting area like 20 minutes later, and Jody's already feeding her, and she's eating well. And then we're back in a room for three nights in the hospital and home. And it was so healing because it was scary with the NICU with Zachary and then Jody and Caleb and the first one. And so this was just great. And she's a girl, which is new. Yeah. So if annoying is the worst thing that happens during a pregnancy, like you're doing, right. you're doing just fine. <laughs> I kept telling Jody, I was like, listen, babe, I love you. I know you're stressed. Like I get it. Surgery, you were prepping yourself. You're scared. But like the person who's making the surgery delayed is in much worse shape than hopefully you will be. And so let's just pray for that family. And we did. And then, and that family's okay and everything turned out. Um, and so that helps Jody a little bit, I think. So I, what I would imagine happening right now is that uh, the wonderful Jody is, is like corralling your kids and loving on the new baby. That would, that is what I imagine happening at your house right now. But what I okay. really want is for her to come on right now. And, and I want to ask her one question and one question only was birth a- any more significant than annoying for you? <laughs> <laughs> Jody will get her. No, she, I'm pretty sure she's bathing the boys right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just I was just pointing out that like the male perspective and the woman's perspective is probably a little oh, different. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but well, for, I feel bad for her. She had to fast for like 36 hours because the surgery was late. Well, thank God she's Catholic. <laughs> she was prepared for this, <laughs> right? I was gonna say, dude, she's a convert, so she's real into it, you know. <laughs> yeah, she she's making up for lost time. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask the the inevitable question. Are you ready for the inevitable question? Okay, I'm ready. What's it like to be a girl dad for the first time? What's it like to be a girl dad for the first time? I didn't know. I don't. I have no idea <laughs> who you're imitating. <laughs> that was you just now. That's not what I sounded like at all. That sounds, okay, you so, know what that sounded like? A person who's drinking white claw, claw currently. So. Uh, that's not, I will neither confirm nor deny this. Okay. A lot of my guy friends who have daughters, which you do. Can confirm. Okay, have asked me this question. It's only been three weeks. And so for me, like not a ton has changed. I love like Caleb. I held him for like an hour before Jody uh, was able to even see him. And I was terrified. And so that was weird but I loved him like crazy. And then Zachary was in the NICU for a week and I prayed for a miracle and a miracle happened. And that was crazy. And then here's this beautiful, perfect girl. And she's just here. And everyone's asking me like, what's it like? What's it like? So here's my two answers I can give. And you might be underwhelmed. Number one, I'm usually underwhelmed when you come on. So it's fine. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) I've only noted, like I've only changed two diapers. 
Um, because I'm taking care of the kids a ton, like the boys and bathing them every, every night it's, and all kinds of stuff. It's the best cop out. I use the same. Oh, one. stop it. It's true. I'm, I'm playing with them a ton. I'm, I'm, I, I see right feeding. through you because There's I see right through me. <laughs> I'm cleaning the whole house. I do all the meal prep. I cook for Jody. I'm doing pushing start. Don't the, even pushing start on the Roomba doesn't count as cleaning the house. John. Okay. I don't have a Roomba. Okay, dude. Um, so like, I, it's just weird for me to wipe the, to wipe. I'm not, I'm not really sure how to do it yet. And I'm learning. Okay. I'm learning. I, and I, I changed. I believe that you can do this. Thank you very much. And it's wiped down anyway. Um, so that's different as I, as I haven't changed as many diapers because I'm not comfortable yet with it. And then number two is like, I was driving. <laughs> you said number uh, two, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving um, to get some Thai food the second night after we had her in the hospital because I was sick of the hospital food and Jody's a saint. And so I go get Thai food and I'm listening to Eminem's new album because he drops a new album. Uh, like a day after I have my daughter, which is amazing yeah, and I, horrible. I, I have a new girl. Let's go listen to Eminem because that will be helpful. <laughs> right? And so I'm just, I, but I want to listen to his new album. So I'm listening to it. And there's this song he does to Sean Mendez. And it's pretty, it's called like one of those kind of nights or something. And it's pretty much about just like the hookup culture and hooking up with whoever. And he, the way Eminem talks about women. Yeah, exactly. So you, you like it too. It's kind of good. But the way that Eminem talks about women historically has not been great. And I'm driving and listening to this song, a song I probably would have vibed to five years ago and just been like, I don't treat women that way. Eminem probably doesn't either. He's just trying to be famous. This song vibes. And all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's he saying about women? What is he saying about whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want my daughter to ever be a person he's talking about in one of his songs. And then I start thinking about all these other songs that people are talking about girls. And I'm like, no, 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 don't no, no, I, That's not okay. And that was like the only thing that has been different for me in the last three weeks was like thinking about music and the way we treat women now that I have a little girl, but I already loved my wife very similarly, like in a way that I respect her a ton and don't want anyone taking advantage of her either. And so it really hasn't been that different yet. <laughs> it changed my life by doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, what's interesting about you saying that is you were like, oh, I'm going to disappoint you. I'm like, no, you know what doesn't disappoint me? Hearing people agree with my exact situation whenever I had kids, because it's like Perfect. so often, like everybody's like, yes, I have a girl and it's beautiful. my entire life has changed. My entire outlook has changed. And I tell you what, man, I was just watching a comedian who was like, you know, my wife, she's holding this baby. She looks so different. Like she, she, you know, she just became a mother and she's, she's now this beautiful, like loving person. Me. I'm exactly the same. Like, I, like nothing changed, you know, it's like, and like, that's, that's how I felt a lot. We're like, I have, I'm close with my, all three of my kids now, but all of them, like I wasn't close with my son until about like a little after a year. I wasn't close with my second daughter until about a year. And then I wasn't close with the baby now until about nine months. Like it, it took me time and like everything was revolutionary for my wife and she's getting all the time. It's like, and I'm just over here like, Hey, two older kids, you want to go play Pokemon? You know, like, like this, it's not like you want to go do what I want to do um, and you can join, you know? And like, it wasn't this life changing thing. And I, I think the honesty is uh, it's refreshing because most people who are Catholic leaders are like, everything about marriage is great. Everything about having a kid is great. It's like, it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. Marriage and parenthood is pretty tough. Yeah. Like two, it's two of the most difficult things I've ever done, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Are they beautiful? Yes. Are they difficult? Absolutely. Are they mad that we're doing a podcast at six 30 on a weeknight? Yes. Not mine because she oh. loves me. Okay. It's easy for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so uh, not much has changed, but you are still beautiful, and you're a girl dad now, and I'm happy for you. And um, we will get an update in a, in in T minus uh, eleven months or so, and I bet by then you'll be like, man, I love this girl. And it's changed everything. Here are the eight things. Instead of two things, we're like, I didn't change. And these are the two things that didn't change. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, but I, do, I spoil my boys like crazy. Like, I spoil them way more than Jody does. So I, I, I think you're right. But it might take a couple more years. Because I, I spoil my, my four-year-old boy a ton right now. So here's the difference. When you're four-year-old in, in uh, let's see if I can do math, in 17 years, you can buy him his first whiskey. Uh, right. And in a, in about 20, uh, 21 years minus three weeks, you yeah. you and your daughter can go out and share a white claw together. Like, that's the primary difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, in 21 years, my daughter will be in the convent already, so there will be no white claws. Okay? I don't think they allow that. Do they allow that? Can you be what? 21 yeah. in the convent? Yeah, discerning and stuff, sure. Okay. Well, like, you can hand her a white claw through the uh, fences, <laughs> <laughs> like through the bars. Enjoy this mango. <laughs> I take a sip. You take a sip. We can't talk, though. Um, <laughs> do you think Carmelites like caramel or caramelized onions more? Caramel. Why do you say that? Because I don't think that they get enough sweets, and so they would choose caramel. Caramelized onions are the reason I think God exists. Oh, wow. That Okay. Like reason, reason number one, that caramelized onion. Reason I number think that two, onion rings are better onion. than caramelized onions. Oh, get of here you need ever to- been to red robin oh yum you need ever to- had an onion straw from the outback uh good day mate steakhouse <laughs> uh you ever had an onion ring from outback <laughs> garbage can that's disgusting <laughs> you're disgusting well this is a great way to end a segment so we're just gonna go ahead and do it uh so hey don't go anywhere guys because we're gonna come back my protestant best friend is here um, so this show isn't off the rails at all now, uh, and it won't go off the rails anymore. Don't go anywheres, or John will come find you and punch you in the throat. Brother. John, I'm looking at a picture of you with your beard here. How's your beard doing these days? Uh, it's a little bit trimmed. I'm trying to grow it out, but it's a little scraggly. Well, uh, you know what could help with that, right? What's that? Some Catholic Beard Balm Co. products. Ooh. Ooh, they, you can smell better, and maybe your wife will want to spend some time with you. It'll grow out nice and luscious, be very soft to the to the touch, but still very manly all at the same time. ForteCatholic.com slash beard will get you 11% off, and it's getting cold. You can get some lip balm, whether you are male or a woman, or your, or your coach Patricia. Either way. I love it. I'm buying it right now. Do it. ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 11% off. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is still your host, Tanner Schrott, and I'm here with Forta Catholic. And uh, you are just enjoying yourselves as much as we are. Um, I'm still here in the water closet with uh, co-host uh, Johannes Blyvons. And I've invited uh, my best friend, uh, Jacob Simpson. His actual name is Jacob Simpson. And he's here in the studio with me. And guess what, everyone? He's Protestant. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Uh, I, I like that you just flowed with that intro. John, what did you think of that intro? I, too, dabble in protest. 
Here's what I here's what I thought about the intro. You know how like you're giving a talk and you're telling a little story and it's not one of your go-to stories that makes everyone laugh and, and you're like, oh, I got to test this out and no one laughs. And then you just kind of keep going until a few people start to laugh. That's what I feel like you were doing in the beginning. Yes, but there's a certain co-host of mine who is a priest and he mm. very much enjoyed that. He's sitting in his car laughing right now. And by right now, I mean three days from now when he listens to this episode. Beautiful. Sometimes when I'm speaking, John, I, I just speak to uh, like one person and I just do a joke for one person. I did this last weekend when I spoke at an event in Austin and I said a joke and it was one of those times where like you say a joke and there's a punchline and there's another punchline and then another punchline. I said the first punchline, everybody laughed. So the second punchline, most of them laughed. I said the last punchline, one person laughed and it was the one person I directed that joke to. It was an inside joke and those are the jokes that make me happy. I like those jokes too. Well, you know what I like? Apparently Protestants, at least this one. So uh, Jacob has been Catholic adjacent since the year of our Lord, 2005. How long have you been Catholic adjacent, John? Um, what? What does that even mean? I'm bad at math. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have so many questions. So many what questions. What does adjacent to you that, what, you know? Okay. What? So I, I am Catholic. He's my best friend. How many times, Jacob, have you been to a Good Friday service with me? None. I've never been. That's a lie. You've been to a Good Friday service with me multiple occasions. I'm glad the Catholic Church has made such an impact. On I was going to say, I'm glad it was so memorable when you venerated the cross. <laughs> you know that Jesus guy that we share? <laughs> we have joint custody of Jesus. <laughs> I am so confused. Good Friday. You've come with me before. It's not Black Friday. Think Easter. <laughs> I mean, it was black on that Friday for a long yeah. time after Jesus died. It's very confusing messaging um, because it also has to do with Thanksgiving. But you don't remember this? I don't. You're going to have to inform me. Here, here. The whole point of this segment was supposed to be, you're not Catholic, but what do you think about the Catholic Church? Because you grew up adjacent to a person who lived out Catholicism. That person is who? You. I'm glad someone's tracking with this story. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent a lot of time at my Catholic church, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, and I thought, hey, you've been to Mass with me, and I specifically couldn't say Mass because then all the trads would yell at me because Good Friday is the only day in the year mm. that we don't have Mass. So I'm just I'm just hedging all of my bets, and none of it worked. Good. I'm glad you all have so much <laughs> to say. <laughs> John, have you, did you grow up with a Catholic-adjacent friend? I, can you please define Catholic adjacent for I 90 I literally years? just did, and no one listened to me. It wasn't me. good. No one listened. Good. You weren't listening to me. I, I asked a question, and you both said good. nothing. It wasn't good. <laughs> what, what does the word okay. adjacent mean, John? Like close to, but like, okay, so if, if I'm going in a straight line and someone else is adjacent to me, they're going in a, a straight line, but we're not in the same line. Right. Right? Right. So like Catholicism yes! is one line. Protestantism is in another line. One okay, leads okay, to okay. heaven, the other Close leads to friends. hell. I would say I that was I a joke. No not... one laughed. I just have to say that was a joke. Ah! Don't don't no, don't yell at me. Don't worry, Taylor. Our Protestant friends can still be saved through the grace of Jesus Christ on the cross and His Catholic Church. Okay, so yeah, yeah, not any good friends. I have not. I have good Protestant friends now, but I don't have like lifelong Protestant friends that I've had forever. I do. His name is Jacob, and we're going to hear his thoughts on the Catholic Church today. Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea, John? Well, if he's going to flame us for what we deserve to be flamed for, that's fine. As long as he doesn't take any uh, cheap shots, we're good. Uh, I'll, we'll leave the cheap shots to me. Perfect. Um, <laughs> 
So Jacob, you do first of all, Good Friday. Like you don't remember where like the Catholics go up and kiss the cross because that's like uh, idol worship or something. Oh, I wasn't invited to that. Yes, you were. Was I? You've been. You, no, the cross kissing. Yes. I was? Yes. I didn't kiss a cross. That's not like, it's not like we have first communion and then first cross kissing. Like, this isn't a thing just for Catholics. Like, I, I think Jesus died for you too. That's what the theology says. That's what my mother tells me. <laughs> has she? No, yeah. she has not. She has not said anything about it. That's why you came to the Catholic Church. So, uh, what, I guess my, my first thoughts is, okay, you and I went to high school together. And there was a Catholic youth group that I was very much a part of. That's where I started loving this Jesus guy. What were your first thoughts about Catholicism by hanging out with me? Yeah, so I was friends with you first, I think, before we started talking about some of that <laughs> That would be stuff. weird. That would be like the weird people that are like, hey, we've never met. Want to come to Mass with me? <laughs> well, you did. Never mind. All right, so I hung out with your youth group. Uh, I wasn't invited to my own youth group, so I hung out with yours. Your people were more fun. Uh, we watched High School Musical together. We played games together. We hung out and just had a good time. So it was all about community, and that's where the community was at, and this is where my best friend was at. Okay, so your best friend went through a, a few changes in high school, not, not the ones that you're thinking that was junior high. But in high school, I started getting closer to Jesus, uh, but you saw the real Taylor, the good and the bad. What was like converting to Jesus Taylor like? I'm actually really curious. <laughs> converting to Jesus Taylor. And what time frame is this? High school. High school. So Taylor uh, transformed. He went from one thing to another, and he was no longer the same person. Can you clarify if you sounds mean like, like he really likes you and thinks you did a good job, buddy? Taylor was wasted, <laughs> and then he was an ass, and then he was wasted again. I'm sorry, I didn't know Taylor I was, guys. Yeah, I was like, am I becoming a butterfly or am I degrading? <laughs> like, I don't know which one I'm doing. I, I think you did transform. I mean, we we all grew up. We had stuff where we were learning and growing together, and. I think you became more in love with the church, more in love with the community, and you're a leader, man. So why didn't you become Catholic? Because of my mother, actually. Do go on. I Well, no. I mean, there's many reasons, but <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, Taylor, about three weeks into our friendship, started getting me to go to RCIA classes. Is that what we were doing? Uh, no, I never went to that. You definitely went to Good Friday services, you don't remember. I went we to did, RCIA. Not with me. With you went with someone else. Someone yes. else. All right. So I was uh, was just checking things out. Uh, I don't think during that time I had the full understanding of what the church was or what it stood for. Um, I just, you know, we are brothers and we believe same stuff. So when do you think it was that we really became formed or you grew in your formation? It's been a long journey for me where, like, I don't think I really had a big moment because, like, Kind of like like my story, John was like, I don't know your story, but John w was right on. It was like, hey, I got better as a person, and then in immediately got worse, and then better as a person, and then immediately got worse over and over again. That's been most of my life, but especially in high school. like It was, it was just oscillating in much bigger waves whenever I was in high school. And I, th I think for me, high school was just this weird time because it's like, I'm the Jesus kid, but also like the star athlete, and I didn't know how to bring those two things together. John, did you hear how he said star athlete? 
I did. I did. Yeah. I know he, he exaggerates that. It's fine. Do, do I, Jacob? Do I exaggerate that? He doesn't. He was actually very good <laughs> at a lot of things, surprisingly. What state was this in, though, real quick? Texas. That's impressive, then. Yes. I, I'm like a real person, Jeff. <laughs> You're a beautiful person, is what I know. I know. Uh, John's wearing a v neck. I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> it's, it's more of a vest. <laughs> <laughs> v is for vest. Uh, since we're talking about high school, John. Uh, were you ever like, did you ever flirt with Protestantism like your friend Taylor did? So I went to the, this, this huge church in Chicago, uh, at the time. Now there's a bigger one called Willow Creek, but there, there was a, a huge church called Hope Church. And I went to that one a couple of times and that really like that understood what youth ministry tries to do now, except without the Jesus part. It was a ton of fun. Dodgeball. Uh, like movie nights and stuff, but they almost never prayed and almost never talked about Jesus. And so I went to that kind of stuff and loved it and it was way better than what was happening at my church. But that's the most, I'd say the most I've ever flirted with Protestantism was when I was getting my degree in theology and realizing how much money I could make if I just didn't Switch <laughs> be Catholic. I could have the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist or... 30 percent more salary yeah <laughs> or a private jet <laughs> oh yeah that's a little bit more than 30 percent more of your salary yeah. that's true you were more ambitious as a young man than i was, I was, I was. <laughs> but that's about it that's about it I, and you know and with all the church scandals and stuff like that that's probably the, like I've, I've thought about it but i'm all in i have told a story before that there is a person in my life who is protestant who has 100 percent prayed more rosaries in his life than i have in mine uh I, I've, I've talked before about how like because I start, yeah, it's this guy. John's pointing what? out. He's, he's he's revealing the story. He's revealing the end of the story before the end. It's weird, John. Whenever I want you to talk, you're silent for like eight seconds. But then when I'm in the middle of a story, trying to not reveal the I story, didn't talk. I tell a good story. You're distracting me with your V-neck. <laughs> <laughs> this is very distracting. <laughs> you're such a good looking fellow. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> You're talking about rosaries. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So like longtime listeners will know. I've talked about this a few times where like because I had like I really fell in love with Jesus in a Protestant church whenever I was in junior high and then in ninth grade went to a conference, saw the Eucharist. Okay, that's the Jesus that I met over at the Protestant church. And then the rest is me now. Okay. That's why I'm not Forte Baptist or whatever. Forte Southern Baptist just doesn't roll off the tug as well. But like Mary and like devotion to Mary has always been kind of a struggle for me. Like I, I have asked similar questions to a lot of Protestants. Like why go through Mary when I could just go straight to Jesus, right? And I've heard all the arguments. Don't don't argue with that. I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm fast forwarding the story. But I made a deal with Mary a long time ago. Look, I know that I, to be a good Catholic boy, I should have a relationship with you. So I'm going to pray the Angelus every day. So I pray the Angelus every day. So leave me alone. That's probably better than some of you. That's the whole point of spiritual life is just to be better than those around you. Jacob, though, you've prayed a lot of rosaries and you like for a long time carried a lot of rosaries. And I'm just wondering how my mom got you to pray rosaries when she couldn't get me to. <laughs> you know, I listened to that woman. And I don't want to disappoint her. So I just did it. Um, no, honestly, it was, I think in high school, it was more about community. So we had community amongst ourselves. I got to be a part of your community at the church, but also part of your family. Uh, that was one of the things that Taylor's mom uh, showed me. She showed me the rosary. She showed me how to pray, what that means. And, and that was a part of my devotion, part of my spiritual life for a period of time. Uh, but high school was just, it was mostly that community. And that, that's where I saw that through you, through your family. 
Um, when you were talking about formation, though, I think that mostly happened in our college years as we started becoming more educated, started asking each other questions, poking, uh, poking at each other and trying to poke holes in each other's theology. And how many of those arguments, what percentage of those arguments did you win? John, does anybody ever really win an <laughs> argument with Taylor Scholl? Listen, I, you know, I've only known you for a few minutes, buddy, but I'm going to tell you this right now. You seem very smart and you seem incredible. Taylor is also s- kind of smart and incredible, but I feel like you would be more generous in a conversation and kind of just let him have it because you just seem a little more, maybe just a little more timid than Taylor might be. But well, I'll go toe to toe with Taylor right now. Well, John, I think you just you described just, our friendship. Know, yeah. <laughs> Two sentences. Good job, John. Thank Ta- you. Taylor thinks he's great, and Jacob agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob allows Taylor to. <laughs> Can we all talk in third person for the rest of this? Taylor thinks it's a good idea. John has a question for Jake. Yes. Shoot. Because this is fascinating for me. I don't. I, it's fun. I, I'm not going to steal your thunder. You guys are besties. You can keep doing your thing, but. Um, so, okay, you're Protestant and you prayed a rosary and you love the community that you felt when you were in the Catholic Church in high school with Taylor and his family, including his own, his mom. Um, how do you, rec- like, so I'm assuming so that if you're Protestant, you believe in solo scriptura, yeah? Well, like, how do you, if you're he's saying- sh- the reason, He's nodding his head yes. He's not he's used not to being on yes. the radio. If, <laughs> if your reason for never becoming Catholic was because of your mom, how do you justify Luke 14, 26, where he says, unless you, if you want to come to me, like, unless don't do it, unless you hate your mother and father. <laughs> well, I mean, that was pretty much about no, division. And, and honestly, I, that comment was more about during that process of meeting Taylor, being introduced to the church at that initial point, it was, it was a not necessarily disagreement, but just say kind of guidance from my family, you know, on, on how to pursue that, how to answer that question. So that's kind of where I detoured off that path, just in answering that question for myself. I, I don't, I don't have the exact answer to that. I mean, it's not specifically for my mom. I would say as we were in college, as we started asking those questions about theology, about, you know, who God is and what God did, I, I think, that was informative for me because Taylor, as you know, is an aggressive man. He's not going to back down. He's going to ask strong, uh, thoughtful <laughs> questions, and he's going to ask them very loudly. So uh, where Taylor was at a Catholic university, uh, kind of. gaining formation, growing in knowledge and growing in skill and being able to speak about that, uh, I too had to do that. Because honestly, John, like you, he would ask me a question and I want to have an answer. So what did I do? I, I tried to answer it. I tried to perpetuate the conversation. I went back to people I trusted. I, I, I learned from people I trusted. And as I was learning, as I went to trusted places, I was able to gain in knowledge and more confidence uh, in having that conversation and being able to have that discourse, which... For us, it went from community to, you know, pressing theology. Um, And even though we were able to disagree, I think we disagreed well. And I just let Taylor win the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So you've been Catholic adjacent for almost your entire adult life. What keeps you Catholic adjacent and not like to heck with your stupid beliefs and religion and lifestyle, Taylor? Well, I mean, you're my best friend. You're you're my family. as far as kicking you to the curb, is that what you're asking? 
or or just like ignoring the faith side. Like obviously, like my faith plays a big part in my life. It's kind of like literally how I make money, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. But <laughs> why 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 are we still able to talk about it? Oh my gosh, there's a kid there. Hello, hello, baby. John's kid. Love you. Okay, now answer my question, Jacob. Ask the question again. Uh, I don't remember what the question was. It's a really cute kid. Why are we still friends? Sorry, I muted my mic. Keep going. The kid is wearing a V-neck, and it's very confusing. <laughs> Why are you still Catholic adjacent, and like we still talk about Catholicism? Like Most people would just shut it down and just be like, that's stupid. Why, why are you still Catholic adjacent? Because you're my friend, and uh, you're my brother, and I care about you. I care about your family. I care about what you think and what you believe. Uh, I think there's been a lot of value. I mean, as I said personally, in my own formation— but also in being somebody that's going to ask you questions. It's going to make you, make you challenge more some of the, particularly the last five years, some of the social things. So we went from community to belief to now, how does that belief play out in the real world? I see a lot of things going on and I asked Taylor about it. Uh, I'm not informing upon those situations, but Taylor, how do you reconcile what you believe and how you believe with things going on in the world? And we're still, I mean, I think we still have valid, uh, informative conversations, don't you? I do. John, we're out of time, but do you have a question for our favorite Protestant slash Protestants everywhere? Do you have any last final thoughts for this beautiful man sitting next to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the percentage of openness that you have to becoming Catholic one day? Uh, Zero to 100. One to 100? Probably like five. Nice, bro. So you're saying there's a chance. GG's. I think it's way higher than that, and that's where we disagree. And, uh, of course, when it comes to disagreements with Jacob, I am always right. So, essentially, that's how we're going to end this the same way we started, continued, and will continue to continue our friendship. This is Tatler Schrott. That's Johan Blavines. And this is my good friend Jacob Simpson. We'll be right back with Forta Kothalak right after the break. Don't go anywheres. Hey, John. What's up? I hear that you sang at a concert recently. I did. I, I did sing at a concert. Okay. Well, I need you to just follow along. Yeah, I haven't prepped you for this, but I need you to just uh, repeat after me. Are you ready? Not All repeat right, after me, but you'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? You'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? Yes. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Well, maybe you should put on some socks. But baby, it's cold out. Wait, what? No, oh, you're doing great. <laughs> Well, that died. ForteCatholic.com slash socks for 15% off your next pair of socks so you can look cool and not be cold this winter. Mm. Mm. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor's Roll. And, and Beauty Blevins. And <laughs> I like how you just cut me off. Like I said, I wanted to do that for a year. Why haven't you? Because because we record during the day. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Means I'm a little more timid sometimes. Oh, as he holds up his white claw. That was just oh for me. Gosh, but I have I don't to. Drink white claws. White claws are the laws, dude. You're literally drinking a white claw right now. It's Lacroix, dude. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a white claw. It's a white. Yeah. Claw. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm losing weight, Taylor. How good do I look? You look phenomenal, especially in that uh, low-cut V-neck. 
All right. So how are we doing? What's funny is I told John that we were going to record this on video, and I'm still having problems with the video, so this one won't be on YouTube. Sorry, whatever. I don't care. Um, but John was dressed very differently for the video and just absolutely dressed down. Speaking of dressed down, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> okay. So, like, we will talk about the halftime show, but that's not where the Super Bowl starts. The Super Bowl starts, uh, bef- like, at the beginning. That's with where. The pup- bo- with the puppy bowl. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay so, so, after that, leading into the Super Bowl, John. Uh, I know I know that you're a Lions fan. Like you've got all the Lions gear behind you. You like die hard. you are you are die hard and you'll you've never made the playoffs. You will never make the playoffs. That's but, not true. But, but like there's this thing called the playoffs that I think you kind of understand as a just In a, 1991 we were the NFC Championship game continue. <laughs> I like how you True, it's not true. It was a conference title game. Keep going. I like how you how you say that like you won the argument. <laughs> like just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going. I'm very sad. Uh, so did you have any connection to this game at all or any of these two teams? No. And I haven't for a couple of years, actually, because I don't hate the Patriots and they've been in forever. Um, and the Rams, who cares? And the Falcons, who cares? So uh, it's been a while. But no, like I had there was not a villain for me other than maybe uh, a, a, a player on the Chiefs. Um, but like Mahomes is incredible and the coaches are insane. I, I root for Andy Reid. Kyle Shanahan had a bad deal and is doing great. So no, it was I was just excited for a big game, an exciting game. My prediction was Kansas City 35, uh, Niners 28, and that was close. And yeah, that's it. I no, I was just kind of excited to watch good football. So I made a lot of predictions as well, and I put money behind them. And Same, and I won. Keep going. I I I have won a lot of money over the course of this season. Um, and I was way up, and let's just say I'm a little less up than I was. <laughs> you <laughs> should have called Uncle John, dude. I did well. Here's here's the thing. Like I know people are confused a lot of times about how betting works, but the Super Bowl has these things called prop bets. Are you familiar mm. with the prop bets, John? I did quite a few of them. Uh, okay, so um, Demi Lovato, one of the ones that I won. Will Demi Lovato's national anthem be longer <laughs> than 115 seconds? Which is how long? Uh, 204, right? Or 205? Uh, no, um, 115. How did you get a four out of the 150? Because that's what mine was. I was just oh. assuming. So what is it? What was yours? Uh, mine was 115, which is a minute. Give me minutes. A minute 45. You won then. Oh, no. Take sorry. Over. sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, no, a, a minute 55. Wait, now you're confusing a, me. So I, so it was 204 is what I is what's the over under. I took the over and she was like 154 155 155. No, it, yeah, it's it's like 225. I was way under. I was way uh, I was okay. way off. Okay. Um why why is time not in hundreds? Why is it in 60s? <laughs> I don't know. It's very confusing and a bad man. <laughs> it makes me who like literally last segment I got complimented for being smart and now you're like how many minutes is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of minutes. <laughs> it's a lot of minutes. So I got that wrong, but I I covered that loss. Because I bet that her final note would be longer than five and a half seconds. And I beat that out of the water. Like, it was like <laughs> 10 seconds. It's like, brave, brave. It's like, it was. Yeah, ridiculous. you killed that one, man. I didn't. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I beat that one with the tails or heads. And I was like, okay, he's still on that national. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No prop bets. Debbie, please stop. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so I, I lost money because her microphone was black. I thought it would be like gold or silver. So was, are you really bet on that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, man. Like, I, I went a little crazy, but I go that crazy. So here's the deal: I only bet on football. So this is like like ninety five percent of my betting is on football. So like right. my season's over. <laughs> like I had a really good season, best season I've ever had. I'm very happy. I'm walking away with many, many more monies than I walked into the season with. Um, especially since on things, you know how I lost a lot of money, John. I've told you this. Do you remember how I lost a lot of money? Yeah, at the beginning yeah, of the year? yeah. On the Lions, I don't want to hear about I it. Lost a lot of money on the Lions, and then I decided to not bet on the Lions. And I, at one point, I was up like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> yikes. So. I, I had some fun. I had some fun, and uh, I lost a lot of prop bets, but I won a few, and um, it was it's fine. It's all fine. I paid off some student loans the same day I made the bet, so I was feeling pretty good about myself. So, um, The reason that I bet was because I was like you. I didn't care about the game at all. Like, neither of these yeah, it's teams- fun. It makes it fun to cheer for something. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I didn't invite people over, so essentially the money that I was going to spend to feed and, and – drink people that's a weird way to say that <laughs> to provide true, though. I hear you. food and beverage <laughs> to, to human beings uh i i just said ah whatever i'll turn this into more money and i didn't but uh it makes the game more fun because both of these teams like like you said like they're you could have rooted for either team like they're great people the coaches there's all great stories i'm very happy for andy he got his first super bowl win yeah. i bet that patrick mahomes would be the mvp so i'm very happy that he won uh <laughs> Even though he shouldn't have, keep going. Okay, so we've got to talk about some of the commercials. Do you remember some of the commercials? What was oh, your, I do. What was your favorite, like, a few commercials? Okay, so I loved the commercial, the New York Life commercial, which uh, talked about the different lo- Greek uh, words for love. Oh, that yeah. Inc- that was incredible, dude. That was dope. I uh, tweeted Google- out that I felt like I was at youth group. <laughs> True, right? The, the Google commercial with the old guy and Lois or Lorraine or Loretta. I'm pretty sure it was Loretta. Um, he lost his wife and then Google helped him like, you know, get the photos together and stuff. I was weeping and listen, I, I don't care that Google owns the world. Like I can't, I, I, I know that. Okay. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's morally. Okay. I just Super Bowl Sunday though. I don't care about anything. I'm just in for the commercial. I'm in for the ride. And so I watched that commercial and I wept and it's okay. Okay. I don't care that Google is going to make money on my weeping. It's fine. Um, that was amazing. The, uh, how do they monetize your tears? Every Blevins tear is worth $3. <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> Chrissy Teigen's commercial was hilarious with John Legend. If you follow oh, her on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, if you follow her on Twitter, like you get a couple of references. That was hilarious. The Cheetos commercial was good. And lastly, I, I cry laughed during the, uh, um, the, oh my gosh. The Bill Murray one. Yeah, uh, the Groundhog uh, Day. Day. That was good. Those are, those are my favorite commercials. I, like, I would totally watch that Groundhog Day commercial. I, I, like, I would watch that movie. I would watch yeah. Groundhog Day 2, sponsored by Hummer. Like, I would totally right? watch it. Dude, same. And then, bro, for real, the, the commercial with uh, – what's that show that everyone loves but I never watch? Um, it's a cartoon show. It's like Family Guy. It's, come on. Simpsons? Nope, it's like that, but it's oh, not. Oh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Morty. The Rick and Morty Pringles commercial that, was golden. That, that was very funny. So, uh, <laughs> and that's I, it. That, that's my thoughts on commercials. I, I tweeted about all of those, or okay. most of those. Uh, I didn't cry at the other one because my kids were bothering me because that's what fatherhood mm. is. So I, I Yeah, and, same. I, I looked at the end of that commercial. I'm like, I bet people are crying now, and I'm perfectly fine because I'm <laughs> – 
distracted. Uh, maybe that's a, something to uh, sit on for my spiritual life. Um, yeah. But uh, I liked the Smart Pot commercial with Captain America and Jim from The Office. and like That was good. And then Big Poppy comes out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And um, my favorite one, I've never felt better about myself than seeing Aquaman and he was a fake body. Like he took off his muscles and he took off his hair. And I'm like, that's me now. Yay! That was good. <laughs> that was good. Wait, wait, are you saying you were bigger earlier, but stronger? I I was bigger and stronger uh, whenever uh, Jacob and I met. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's incredible. So, like, I I feel like people don't believe me, and I get not believing me because everyone knows me as I am now. But I was 6'2", 225 pounds, 5% body fat, ran a 4-4, and uh, I could bench press 225 pounds 28 times. And I know that because I was at a scouting combine for the NFL. Like, those are real things that happened. (laughs) So, I, I believe you. I just, like, when I look at pictures of you younger, like, when you post them, um, you just look skinny. Like, like I was, I was way, I was way skinnier. I was in better shape for sure. I could bet I could even bench more than I can now, but I was skinnier for sure. And in those pictures, you look skinnier. I don't think you look huge now. I used to be able to bench what I weigh now. That's really impressive. <laughs> Dang, that is impressive. <laughs> uh, but that was really funny. Okay. So now we've got to, <laughs> we've got to get into this, this, uh, Super Bowl, uh, halftime show. Okay. Right. Um, because uh, I saw your tweets and I could not. So did millions of people. I could not. Um, I could not share my thoughts because of how much vitriol was being thrown around the internet. So, f- your original thoughts slash your thoughts sense. What are you? What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl halftime show? Okay, uh, I love. I did this on my stream the other night, and I think I did a really good job. I'll make it shorter than that. I love that the Super Bowl, that the NFL now is trying to highlight the city that is having it, right? So when, like, if the Super Bowl's in Detroit, which it was when the Steelers and the Cardinals, I think, or whatever, played, like, they did not have Eminem play. I don't know who was the halftime show, but if they did it next year, they would ask Eminem, you know? Right. I like that. I lo- So Miami, you bring in Shakira, you bring in J-Lo. It's a very Hispanic culture. I get it. I love it. I think it's incredible. Celebrate the culture of the people who are coming together from all over the world to watch this game. Um, so I love that part. I, I think Shakira and JLo are incredibly talented, and I think they showed their talent both in singing when it wasn't lip synced, but I think there was some real singing too, um, and then they're dancing because they're unbelievable, and that is a talent that I could never have. They have more talent in one finger than I have in my entire body. They're incredible. But I will just say this, my my one complaint, and it was my complaint last year, when like, who wants to see Maroon 5 with his shirt off? I, I just don't care. Uh, you know, you, you, okay, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. You know who wants to see Maroon 5 with their shirt off? Who? The same people who are complaining about what Shakira and J-Lo had. had Not me. Today. Yes, but like I literally saw this thing and like, I, like this is how I feel, okay? Bombs in 2019. This is a mem, a meme for the older people. Moms in 2019, it's like the the heart eyes emoji for Maroon 5 with the shirt off. And then moms in 2020, I really wish the halftime show were family friendly kids are watching. It's like, make up your mind. Yeah, see, and I, I'm not, and I would like to say that my opinion is just right, which is that like we should just assume, like they know kids are watching. Pre-game show, there's kids on the field. National anthem, kids on the field. They played uh, the, the other American song, Kids on the Field. They brought kids up after J-Lo was down a stripper pole. Like, let's you know kids are watching. Let's make it friendly for kids. If you are marketing the NFL, the Super Bowl, you know kids are going to be there. Then just 
allow it the whole thing to be watched by kids. And I and, and I'll I'll criticize the cheerleaders too. We don't need to see that stuff. Like put clothes on. And if you're not going to, that's fine. It's it's capitalism. Do your thing, NFL. I'm a smart dad. My kids were not watching the halftime show. They were in the room watching another show for the halftime. I watched it. I wasn't super offended, but I watched it thinking, man, it would be nice if we could actually see their talent instead of just their butts. And so I think it was I think I think the whole thing is stupid. I think the NFL halftime show is dumb. So here here's my thoughts. And I, I knew we disagreed because I read your tweets. So the NFL is not for kids. The Super Bowl is not for kids. Now, I, I agree with your points that it's like it is very strange for the NFL to parade kids out there at the beginning and right after the show. That's the part that I think they did wrong. The NFL is not for kids. Like, this is not a kid's show. Like, the, the people who are consuming the NFL on a weekly basis are not children. It is grown adults, and the Super Bowl is marketed to, marketed to like, look at the commercials. There's not kids' commercials. Like, it's this is an adult thing. It's mostly beer commercials and these sorts of things, right? The part that drives me crazy, and I think you might have been one of the few people actually, like, disagreeing well with what happened— most of what I saw on the internet, I was I was extremely disappointed with most Catholics on the internet because the number one thing that everything came from was surprise. Like they were surprised that this happened. Right. Right. How are you surprised? This is Yeah, what, put your kids in the other room. <laughs> J-Lo and Shakiro have been doing this for 30 years. I was sitting here, we were watching it. My son does like watching the NFL. He will watch a, you know, maybe an hour of a three and a half hour game, right? And he was in there with me, and we kind of just laughed and said, Chris and Maggie, y'all go over there for like 10 more minutes. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, and then we talked about it the next day. He was like, Daddy, was the NFL halftime inappropriate? I was like, yes, it, it was. Like, that's why I needed you to leave. And then you, he came back, right? Another friend of mine was the same thing. It's like, her and her kids laughed about it. They talked about it. They were like, but here's the thing. Like, the Super Bowl is the biggest cultural event in the United States every year. What is going to happen than what is in our culture? Like, it's going to show what our culture is. And, like, the fact that Catholics are, number one, surprised by this is sad. Number two, that when, they are, that when they see our culture, they just bash it. Like, I saw some, like, real racism. That was, that was one level. Oh, and, yeah. and then just some, like, just tone deaf. It's just, like, how is yelling at this thing that most people love because it's literally a celebration of our culture? Whether it's good or bad, right? It's a celebration of our culture. So if people are just yelling at it, no one's going to listen to you. So, like, I, I was just really frustrated by the whole thing. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And I, and I don't think the NFL owes anyone, like, a warning. Like, yeah, my kids were gone before. I have a four- and a three-year-old. My four-year-old loves watching. Uh, but I do wish that the NFL would understand that because it is the biggest event in the world, there are families watching. And so do something that the whole family can watch. Like, I, I, I don't think it needs to be like, you know, ma Magic Mike. I, I, I just put just put the Eagles up there, or or Dolly Parton, and let's call it a day. Dolly Parton might die on stage. That was the, that was the equivalent <laughs> of like the Eagles. I was like, uh, is it yeah. TLC? Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh, good. too soon. Too Stop. soon. Sorry, Destiny Child. There Bring them up. Yeah, for sure. So like. Essentially, like my biggest takeaway from it is like if you want the NFL to change what they're doing, they're in the business of making money and they do that based off of our culture and they are a huge part of our culture. They are both a propagator of our culture and they help to set it. So like if you want stuff like the Super Bowl halftime show to change, you need to be a part of changing the culture and yelling at 
about it on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook isn't going to do it. Go change, no. go change the culture locally. Go love people. Like just well, live Christianity, people. But or you have to stop watching. Right. Like exactly. that's that's how you that's how you like stick it to the NFL. Is you stop watching. But when one person does it, it's not going to work. And I'm not going to start that revolution yet, brother. Because I love the NFL. <laughs> your, bro- your brother Teresa. I know you brother. are. Come I on, brother. Let's play the brothers together. Well, I was glad I was able to yell today because I was told not to do it on social media. I hope I gave it a little bit of context. I yelled. You le- yelled. It was fun. I'll be back next week. Sign up. Hey, John, I know that you said that you would buy me a filet mignon, but I don't know the next time that you and I are going to see each other. So I really want to like get some more money. Yeah. How can I help? FortiCatholic.com slash Patreon is where you can go give. Other people can go give. Uh, and you can just donate to the show. I pr- I'm, I'm not going to use it to buy a filet mignon. Uh, I'll use it to buy a porterhouse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it just covers all the costs of the show. Helps, uh, you know, like I put a lot of time and hours into this. And John just like comes in for like an hour and a half and is like, oh, look how rich I am. I eat filet mignon all the time. I'm <laughs> Where's just trying- my 10% cut? Right. I'm just trying to feed my kids. So fortecatholic.com slash Patreon. That will get you access to all sorts of bonus materials like John bragging about all the food that he is eating that I don't get to eat because I'm poor. What a blessing. All right, that's the show. Thanks, John.